0: There's no place like The Cube.
2: Hey, I'm Adele. And I'm Anna. And we are ACAD Productions. Get ready to nod your head and laugh out loud as we bring an unfiltered perspective to Black life in predominantly white spaces. So... Welcome to The Head Nod, Season 1, Black Life at a PWI. A piece about life at a PWI. In echoing halls where knowledge thrives, Black lives weave tales, rich and wise. Amidst towers and books, their stories rise. In a PWI, their spirit flies. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the head nod.
2: Ah, ah.
0: Yes, indeed. (laughs) Welcome to the head nod family. We are back with another episode and we are so excited to have our sister, friend Latrice in the building. I love that intro. It's totally co-opted and we enjoy (laughs) it. (laughs) Totally. Now I got to tell y'all about our sister friend Latrice. Okay. She is an award-winning, be clear, award-winning podcast producer, host, and speaker. She is also a dual licensed mental health counselor who creates opportunities for brands to scale and connect with their audiences through live events and shows. Welcome, Latrice. Thank you so yes. much.
2: I'm
1: so excited to be here with y'all. I've
2: been waiting on this day for a long yes, time. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. And she's from New Orleans. I is. <laughs> <Peter>. I is. <laughs> yes, I is.
0: Now, every new guest that comes on the show, we ask them to share with us the name of their school and y'all's call out. So, for example, I went to Drake. And it is D U go Bulldogs as well,
2: I guess. And then for Adele, did you, just add, Adele, did you just yep. add a piece? <laughs> yep, <laughs> this whole time you <laughs> have not been saying that. But all right, nope. yes, do your nope. thing. Kelly said it, so now I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yes.
0: And then for Adele with Penn State,
2: it, it is. is we are, and the response is Penn State. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Latrice, what you got? I
1: graduated from the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Go Cajuns!
0: Ooh, oh, y'all the seasonings. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Is it the salt-free? We are. <laughs> y'all the
2: seasonings. I love it. Go season Go, yeah. go Cajuns.
0: <laughs> was there like a hand Was thing? that
1: a C? Go, what go is... Cajuns. Go Cajuns. So, oh, no. Like like this. UL. Okay. UL. So we are... Oh. Uh, yes. Yeah. So our mascot okay. is the Raging Cajuns. It's a big-ass red chili pepper. I love that. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. And so uh, we say go Cajuns.
2: Okay. I love
1: that it's the raging Cajuns. Yeah. But well, it's in it's in Lafayette, Me Louisiana, too. which is the heart of Cajun town, you know. Um, so
2: absolutely it, it, makes sense. it
1: And it's um it's a college city, if that makes sense, you know. So like the city kind of mm-hmm. revolves around the university. The city is a city in and of itself, and it there's all kind of pockets and lots of things to do but it really like everybody in the area went to UL you know <laughs> so yeah it's a it's a pretty big school
2: that's dope you know I get that that's how our university park campus is it's like the school and then everything is built around mm-hmm. it which is crazy so yeah. yay Rays Cajun. Yes. I love that go Cajuns yeah yeah <laughs> Yes. Yeah. so we always ask our guests, why did they choose to go to a PWI? So
1: I chose... I didn't necessarily choose to go to a PWI. I chose to go to UL, if, if that makes sense. You know, um, when I didn't really know I had a choice to not go to college, that was not really an option in my household. Um, and so in New Orleans, it's like, you know, everybody tends to kind of go to the same schools and there's lots of HB. Well, there's Xavier University in New Orleans, and then there's also Dillard University, both of which are HBCUs. Um, but I never really had like a thought of going to a, a HBCU. It just, for me, was getting out of New Orleans. Like I just didn't want to go to school in New Orleans. I wanted to leave. Um, and so UL was literally the only school that I applied to um, because one of my friends growing up, uh, Jason, shout out to Jason. Hey, Jay. Um, but he was the only person that I knew, well, that I thought I knew at UL. I um, mean, he was a year ahead of me. And so I wanted to go somewhere that I didn't know anyone and somewhere that was away from New Orleans. And so UL was like two and a half hours away. And so it was like, okay, I think I can make this work because it's close enough that if I need to come home or if my daddy need to come see about me, you know, um, he could get there in in one day. But it's far enough to way, away to feel like I am away from home. So it wasn't so much about specifically choosing a PWI. It was location for me was the
2: most important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That makes sense.
0: So what did you get into on campus? What is Latrice doing? First year student. We at UL. With raging you know. Listen, the Raging Cajuns. <laughs> the Raging Cajuns. I
1: got into everything. Let me tell you, everything. I'm talking about from literal freshman orientation. Um, Like when we went to, so UL is the kind of town or UL is the kind of school that we actually have a very strong black student body at UL. So I never felt oh, like nice. I really was like missing out on on anything because we had such a strong black student body. And so we had, you know, the NPHC, we had all of the Greek letter organizations, even IOTA Phi Theta. OK.
0: Put some respect on them. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Uh, (laughs) even the iotas (laughs) was on campus yeah y'all (laughs) blessed this this ain't that normal you know what
2: it was the pause for me that said put some respect Uh, because people be
0: disrespecting iotas
1: you know what i'm saying but don't do them that don't do them that they they in there (laughs) they in there um but like we had everything that you would have at any other school we had uh parties i'm talking about Parties on top of part. I did not miss a party. Actually, I missed one party. I'll tell y'all that story later if we get into it. But parties, we had fashion shows. We had pageants. We had like the Miss Black and Gold pageant, um, which was the the Alphas um, had that pageant. We had, um, you know... Like I said, fashion shows, talent shows, comedy shows. We had everything. And then we had a place called The Keg, girl that was walking distance from the school, from the dorms. Um, And The Keg was, it was about this big. Um, And and The Keg used to be packed. I'm talking about packed, wall-to-wall packed. There was a sign on the stage at The Keg that said, Dance at own risk. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> what you do, Latrice? Yes. You was dancing. You took that. Not risk. on that
1: stage, girl. Cause listen, it was a drop. You like, said okay? nah. It, it only <laughs> takes one time to see somebody fall off that stage to be like, nah, that ain't it. For
2: me. He was like, it's not hmm, for I'm me. I'ma stay over. No, y'all. It's not but, my calling. Yeah,
1: but we had a really great time. <laughs> like, we and we were able to really bond with each other. Like, we I think because We had such a strong community of Black students um, at UL and there was so much diversity in activities and different things to be a part of. Um, it allowed us to really bond with each other because we really were spending all of our time with each other. But it was big enough, though, that there were still people that you didn't know. Like you didn't necessarily know every black face on campus, but, you know, you probably knew most of them, you know, um, if if they went out and stuff like that. So it's like I did everything I'm talking about. I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed my collegiate experience at UL. And I, it's even now, like my friends that I have lifelong friends that I met at UL, we look back on that time very fondly. It was, it was like a golden era. You know, I I was at UL from 2000 to 2004 and something about that time period, like It went hard. We went hard at at UL. We thoroughly enjoyed
2: ourselves. So you got the parties, the fashion shows, the pageants, the hanging out with all the black people, black people clubs. So I would say, you know, what would be like, one of your most favorite things that you did. You said you went to the parties. I want to know about that. But like, yeah. So kind of dig deeper. Tell us what what you was doing at them parties. What was you? Well,
1: you know, you into? know, I'm a people watcher, so I was I was watching people. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I like I'll never forget. We went to there was a Omega party at um girl. What was the name of that place? But we it was an Omega party. I that was the first time I heard. Feeling on Your Booty um, by by R. Kelly, because I remember <laughs> uh, the song came on and, you know, the mood, the set, the the, the mood was set. OK, uh, the, the lights was off and all of that stuff. And I remember I looked over across the dance floor and I saw my best friend getting felt up. I'm talking about hand under the dress. And I was like, oh, are, this is. Oh, okay. Okay, that was the first time I ever heard that song, um, and it has stuck with me, you know. But, um, I, I there was so many things that I did at UL that you know I, I still have fond memories of today. I would think, and I would say, in terms of like activities, um, and things like that, uh, pledging. I pledged Delta Sigma Theta. In spring 2004, I think that would probably be my favorite thing that I did um, because it was a, a lifelong goal and a lifelong dream of mine. Um, and I love my sister. Shout out to the 16 Cries of Confusion, Theta's Eye, Spring 04. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. But, <laughs>
0: okay. 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 And so it is. And so oh, it
1: right. is. Um, but in terms of like my favorite <laughs> experience, At UL, it was really like the relationships that I was able to develop um, while I was there. Um, I was a a part of a group of friends that like we're still friends today. um, And we really like held each other down. Like we, I'm talking about is, you know, 11 o'clock at night, they had a Taco Bell right up the street uh, on campus, right on the edge of campus. And so we used to scrape together our little coins. Um, Cause like if, if you had a dollar 50 at that time, a dollar 50, you could get you a chicken grill stuffed burrito. Okay. And so we would uh, piece together <laughs> our little pennies and things and three people could eat off that grill stuff, you know? Um, and so we would, we would do that. And like just the, the <laughs> memories of like us being in the dorm And just like toughing it out together and growing up together. Like I remember my friend Ed, shout out to Ed. Ed introduced me to uh, Cocoa uh, Cocoa, what is it? Not Cocoa Pebbles, but the little balls, the Cocoa Puffs. Cereal,
2: cocoa puffs. Cocoa puff cereal mm-hmm. was
1: a thing. Okay, um, we we were stretching and surviving. I remember we had the uh, in-house like movie channel on the the campus television. Mm-hmm. We had the in-house movie channel, and they would play Jeepers Creepers all the time. Okay, <laughs> and I just remember like fifteen of us sitting in a little bitty you know, room, a little bitty dorm room watching Jeepers Creepers and just having a good time. We watched The Temptations together, Um, like just those moments like that, (laughs) that those times and experiences of like us just really just hanging out and being kids together and just like, you know, growing into adulthood together. And a lot of those relationships I still have like literally to this day. And so I think that was my favorite experience of UL.
0: So what did you study in undergrad?
1: So my degree, I have a bachelor's of science in psychology with a minor in child and family studies. Um, So I was a psychology major. I started off as an English major at freshman orientation, and I I actually changed my major at freshman orientation because I don't really like to read. And I'm not ashamed to say that. Judge your mom, okay? <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I, you know,
1: I, I just, I'm, I don't really enjoy reading. Um, I like to get the information, but I'm not a bookworm or anything like that. Um, but I'm good at it. I'm good at reading and I'm good at writing. Um, so I came in as an English major, but I changed my major to psychology um, my, my at, at freshman orientation. And, you know, I really kind of say like it found me because i didn't even i had literally never even heard the word psychology before i went to freshman orientation mm-hmm. and learned about it and, and and changed my major
2: ultimately
1: but um but yeah that was that was my major psychology with a minor in child and family
2: studies what were your classes like what, was, what were those experiences the
1: classes were very interesting so okay let me tell y'all this story my first day of college. Can't wait. Listen, let's go. <laughs> I I was. I'm not gonna say sheltered, but um, I'm from New Orleans, but like we grew up in Marrero, um, and so this for all the people who know New Orleans and know how that how that works. Um, New Orleans is like the city and then like the West Bank is kind of like the suburb kind of area and so it's a whole big thing like if you're if if you you not from in the city then you ain't from New Orleans but y'all could kiss my ass because I'm from New Orleans so but I grew up in Marrero like our house was in Marrero so I went to private school I had a lot of stability you know growing up and things like that and so we uh, all of our um Everybody that I knew was, was just like me. I wore a uniform my entire life. Like UL was the first public school that I had ever went to. And so I didn't really have no wardrobe. I didn't really have no clothes like that. So I remember my first day, I wore uh, one of those Heather Gray T-shirts, you know, that uh, change color when you sweat. And I had to walk to Griffin <laughs> Hall, um, which uh, anybody that went to UL Griffin Hall, is the furthest point of campus and everybody at some point in their collegiate journey at UL had to go to Griffin Hall. And it's a whole thing because it's, Like it's a trek, and you only got like 10 minutes to get down there. You know what I'm saying? And it's Mm. a lot of people, the elevators always pack. Like it's a thing. Okay. So, my first day of college, my Heather Gray shirt had them turn dark gray on me. I'm talking about the girl was sweating. Okay. The girl (laughs) was sweating. So, I ended up sitting in the back of every one of my classes. (laughs) Literally the back because I didn't want everybody seeing all my sweat on my shirt, you know. I up...
0: <laughs>
1: so I ended up sitting in the back corner of every single class, um, and that's kind of you know where you oh. sit on the first day. That's your seat for the for the year, you know. So my first semester, um, you know, it was good, but it, it was a little rocky because you know I, I'm not a back seat of the classroom kind of girl, right? So as I moved on throughout the years and stuff and got better clothes and got, you know, like really started coming into my own, I sit in the front of the class. I enjoyed all of my classes. Um, I, you know, I only had, I had one class that I actually failed. um, And I've never failed a class before in my life before that point. Um, But, you know, it was abnormal psychology and the teacher wrote the book like literally the teacher wrote like we uh-huh. we couldn't even purchase the book yeah. he had to email it to us and we had to print the book um oh, nah. it was like a pdf like he wrote the book you know um so i failed that class twice um and i had to say i had to take that again and again <laughs> um and and then you know again and
0: you said i don't like your book
1: <laughs>
2: right. Give us another book. <laughs> listen, but
1: I need a new addition. Listen, but I feel like, you know, I got a really good education. Like the foundation of my understanding of the field of psychology is solid. Can't nobody question me about whether or not I know what I'm talking about. Um, because those teachers really made sure that we got the information that we need. And I'm the kind of student that if I don't understand, ain't nobody moving on. You know, like I'm gonna ask the question. And I'm going to keep asking it yeah. until I understand <laughs> it. I don't care if y'all understand it. I don't understand it. So we need to, I'm going to ask this question again. So I feel like we got a really good foundation and the education that you is is top notch. It really is. I
2: know you said you, um, The first day you were into English and then you went to psychology. How did that come about? Like, did you talk to the mental, like um, the advisors? How did you end up getting into this field?
1: So, um, like I said, I started as an English major and I got to freshman orientation. And that was the last year, excuse me, we used to have our course catalog was a newspaper. Mm. Old school. It was a newspaper. Okay. The next year we went (laughs) digital, the very next year, but that was the last year that they had the newspaper. So I was going through the newspaper, like to select classes and stuff like that. And you used to have to call in to, to schedule your classes. And I saw psychology and I was like, oh, what is that? And it said, you know, it's the study of human behavior. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I enjoy human behavior. I'm a people watcher. That was interesting to me. And so I looked at some of the courses and the course descriptions and I was like, you know what? I think, you know, this is something that's very interesting to me. Like it just felt like something I wanted to learn. And that's how I ended up in psychology. Um, And, you know, like I said before, I feel like it chose me because it ended up being exactly where I was supposed to be. Like it really spoke to who I am as a, as a human, you
0: know? Yeah. Did you find that there were a lot of black folks in your college or you, or were you like one of hundreds of people, one black person in the field of hundreds of people in your class? No,
1: it was a good mix. I would say it was a, it was a decent mix, um, which, but you know, a lot of, um, black and brown people tend to go into the helping professions um, it's just, you know, we are helpful by nature. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are helpful by nature. And so, um, you know, if, if anything, I think the psychology department probably had more um, Black folks in it um, than some of the other departments, maybe other than like business or like sports management or something like that. But it was a, a really decent mix of, of people. I will say, though, I would have liked to see more Black professors, um, in the psychology department, mm-hmm. we did have some, um, one of which g- tried to marry me off to a, a, a African prince, uh, it, for real, for uh, right? um, listen, hold on, hold
0: on.
2: Okay. Hold on, hold on, listen. hold on, Full we Full stop. We, we, right. We're not about to breeze listen. on the back. So, uh, Dr. what's Dr. The <laughs> What happened?
1: We had this black woman, Dr. What? Moorhead, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful black woman, Uh, And she was, you know, dreadlocks down her back and like, you know, head wraps and, you know, like, ank earrings and onk neck. Like she was blacketed, black, black, black. And so, of course, I was in love. (laughs) I was in love. And because I had not really come to like where I am now, like in terms of being very comfortable in my blackness um, and and being very um, explorative of my blackness and like, championing the Black community. I had not quite reached that point um, then. So Dr. Moorhead was kind of like this, you know, this Minerva just standing there. um, And and I was very interested in getting to know her. So I took her class one summer, uh, African-American studies class. And uh, we had a guest that came from Nairobi. He was a, a priest. Um, but he was also like, no, he was he was a priest, not a prince, a priest, and he came to talk to us about the genocides um, and and about apartheid and stuff like that. And so she asked me to host him on campus for the days that he was there. So showing him around campus, mm-hmm. taking him to lunch, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And I really didn't think nothing of it. Um I was honored that she asked me of of all people, you know, to to do that. So I'm showing him around and everything. So we had dinner at lunch one day and he says um he says you should come to Nairobi, he said, "In Nairobi, you would be treated like a queen." And I was like, "Oh, Ooh. thanks, but no thanks." You know, like, how, "What am I gonna look like?"
0: To come and, <laughs> <tell> my mama. <laughs>
1: Imagine me coming tell my mama, "I'm I'm going to Nairobi," you know. And and um, he just he wouldn't let it go. And and he was like, you know, you can come and you know, you you would be my wife, and just like they would treat you like Ooh. a queen, and anything that you want, you would have. And I was just like,
0: uh, oh, no, thank you." No, thank you. This sounds like that Good Times
2: episode. No, I like, will say, it sounds like yeah, coming no. to America. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So
1: I went and she asked For me, real. I, I talked to her afterwards and she was like, how how did it go? And I said, I said, well, I said, it was nice. I said, but he asked me to come to Africa with him, like to Nairobi. And he said that I would be like his queen. And she was like, so what you said? And I was like, girl. I said no. No. I said no. I said no. I said no. I was, like I'm here with you. She was you, like, "You, you are a really nice guy, and he's right. You would be treated like a queen. Like he's very honored oh. and revered. In you know, and I was just like, girl." Pump your brakes, sis, because that's not what's going to happen.
2: She's trying to set you up. <laughs>
1: she, and that's when I think I kind of came to the realization like that was very intentional. Like she intentionally asked me to be his guide. Um, but, you know, you're not finna to have me in Nairobi to be your concubine, sir. That's what we're not going to do. OK.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. What's not happening today? Yes, oh, yeah, you know. Yes. But it was a good experience <laughs> overall. <laughs>
1: you know, it, it really was. Yes. Queen.
0: Tell us about Pledge and Delta. Queen Latrice. Queen Latrice. Listen, I am the Queen We gotta have your
1: flower petals. Listen, right. all the all the things. I pledged my senior year the last semester of my senior
2: year. Um so Oh you waited to the almost end in, in. Okay. Kinda
1: sorta. I didn't really have a choice, um, because my freshman year, our chapter got suspended. And they were suspended for uh, three years. Okay. Um, and so my senior uh, year, the first ooh. semester of my senior year, was their first line since I had been in college. And so I actually, wow. yes, okay. yes, um, I, we had to wait. I had to wait. Um, and there, and I never wanted to be nothing but a doubt. So like it, there was no other option for me, you know. And so um, they had a line, a follow three line, um, which was that first semester of my senior year. Um, and I put in the application, me and my uh, roommate at the time, Kylie. Shout out to Kylie. Hey, hey uh-huh. Moose. Um, but we actually planned to be line sisters. Like we put in our application together and um, it was a whole bunch of stuff. We made it on that line, but then it didn't work out. Um, And so I was devastated. She was devastated um, because, you know, this was, had been the plan, our whole collegiate experience. And then they came back and did another line for Spring 4, which was my last semester of college. And uh, we put in again and we both got it. And so now we are line sisters. She's number nine. My, one of my really, really close, 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 close friends in life. uh, Crystal is number 10. Um, I'm 11. And so it's like, you know, 9, 10, 11. We like the three musketeers, you know. Um, but we did end up being Lion Sisters. Aww. And um, she actually was here a couple weeks ago. So, hey, Moose. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yay.
2: Yeah. I'm glad that. you got to do it, you know, especially. I was going to ask, did you want to consider any other sorority? But I'm glad you were able to. Mm-hmm. And let
1: me tell you, it. the other yeah. sorority, I was, I, I, I was popular. I knew a lot of people because I braided hair. So I was Kylie and I, we were roommates for a while, but we met in uh, her freshman year, my sophomore year, because we both braided hair. And this was like the early 2000s. If you could braid hair, you was that girl. You know what I'm saying? And so, yes, we braided hair on campus and. So we knew everybody. Everybody knew us because we was braiding everybody's hair. Nine times out of 10, if you got your hair braided at UL between 2000 and 2004 or five. Teresa or Kylie braided your hair, you know, um, so we knew everybody. And and when when we did our probate, my uh comment, like you know, you have to do your little intro or whatever. And so my intro was uh many tried to get me, but they didn't have a chance. That's why my Sarah's called me, know me as the Crimson Avalanche. My line name is Crimson Avalanche, and so um yes, yes, yes.
2: Snaps. All <laughs> right. Right.
1: I came up with that myself, yes. I was very proud of that. But um, but it's it's the <laughs> truth, like other organizations. Had been had approached me because I had friends in multiple organizations and I always was like I appreciate it but no you know I'm I'm gonna wait you know well because you know you're not supposed to tell people what you're interested in but in my mind I was like I'm going to wait if it doesn't happen it's because it's not meant to happen and that's just you know I just have to mm-hmm. accept that but there was no other option besides Delta Sigma Theta because growing up I grew up in a black Catholic Church. And all of the women in my church that that helped to raise me, that nurtured me, that I looked up to, that I, you know, idolized in a lot of ways, all of those women were Deltas. And so it was already ingrained in me that I want to be that type of woman. I want to be the kind of woman that I saw growing up. And those were all Delta women. And so there was no other option for me and it didn't matter what anybody else said that was it for me you know um and so yeah I'm very grateful that I had an opportunity to have that experience
2: Mm -hmm. yay me (laughs) too that's awesome to like hear that you were able to still do it so what like other like clubs and organizations like were you were you a part of were you president did you serve on any other boards or anything um, not really. Not really. I ain't gonna hold you. I didn't really do didn't really do a
1: whole lot. Uh but I mean <laughs> I I did a lot, but I didn't okay. do a lot at the same time. You said time. you
2: showed up. You showed up to
1: support. I did. Yeah, it wasn't, I, yeah. I showed up to the events, you know, like I went to, if y'all was having a little forum, if y'all, you know, I went to all of the probates and stuff. I was more interested in the ex- extracurricular stuff, like the, the partying and stuff, because this is the thing. I went to all the parties. I went to all the fashion shows. I did College, okay, but I also got my ass up and went to class in the morning, you know, and and that was where right. a lot of people fail themselves, okay. So yeah. we've
0: heard we've heard the stories. They didn't make listen, it. It wasn't a good balance. Listen, it was either. <laughs>
1: I done seen some of I've seen some of the best go down, okay, and and for me though, it, it I was also very intentional because I had four years. I had tops. So in the state of Louisiana. There was a statewide um, financial aid essentially called T.O.P.S. And T.O.P.S. gives you four years. You only get four years or well, at that time. You only get four years. And so I was like, I got to get in and out in four years. And so I didn't really give my time or attention to other mm-hmm things because i needed to to really be able to focus on school and then also you know get to these parties and things so i didn't really do a whole lot of other stuff um but they had a lot of things like you know they, they had a lot of other things to do oh you know what i did i was in the gospel choir
0: come on yes you better get the clap on the one yes. and the three
1: I was in the gospel Come choir. On. I can't hey, believe me. I hey, almost hey. that. So we had the UL gospel choir, but like, like I said, I grew up in a Black Catholic church. And for those who don't know or understand, Black Catholic is Black, but Catholic or Catholic. But black, you know what I'm saying? Like but it is black, it's like it's black. So we sang all of the songs, you know, you don't know my story, he's able, all of all of the songs that you was singing a black church, we sang those songs. It's just that we were Catholic, you know. Um, so the gospel choir at UL um, was an opportunity for me to still have that as a part of my life, you know? Um, so I was a part of the nice. gospel choir like for a few years, and, and it was me and my friends, a group of friends. Um, we all sang in the gospel choir together, and we used to sing at churches. We used to go to festivals and events and things. That was the one thing that I, yes. I did do Well, I was in the gospel choir, yeah. Did y'all have robes? No, no. No, we did not. Have- <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> we did not have robes, but we did have coordinated outfits. You know how they do, like you know, we gonna wear uh, all black today. Okay, we gonna wear, you know, we gonna wear blue, blue tops and 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 black bottoms or whatever. It I is. don't
2: know why. I just pictured y'all at the end of like sister act that last scene. That, no, like I don't know why that went. I put none before that. What? That was the vision I had when she said no, you, no robes. Like, we used to go well, hard. Like we we were really,
1: really good, you know, like and, and we enjoyed it. And mm. it was an opportunity for me because I, I had really at that time I started separating from Catholicism. Um, I never was. I mean, I was always Catholic, but I never really fully believed everything, you know, because confession was my deal breaker. Like, so you telling me I got to go in here and tell this man what I did. And then instead of just telling God directly, I mean, I thought I could talk to the Lord myself. You know what I'm saying? That never really mm, set well away. Well,
0: you know? mm-hmm. So, um, well, I think mm-hmm. Mary, they say Mary got something to do with it. So listen, but it, well, you know, it's so crazy. Cause I literally was just having
1: this conversation <laughs> last week and I, we ain't going to go too far off track, but people believe that Catholics <laughs> worship Mary but it's, it's not. It's, it's not a worship of Mary. It is an honoring of Mary as the mother of God. But I think all mothers should be honored. And when we, we do have a prayer called Hail Mary, but if you listen and actually pay attention to the words of the Hail Mary prayer, it's saying, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. Sinners now, So that's no difference in me saying, sis, I'm going through something. I need you to say a prayer for me. It's not saying, can you yeah. fix it? It's saying, can you talk to your child for me and tell him to, to take care of me? You know, like asking Mary to pray for mm-hmm. us or to pray on our behalf. That's a common misconception that people have. But, you know, um, it, anyway, the gospel choir, being a part of the gospel choir, growing up as a church kid, it it gave me an opportunity to really still have that spirituality. And it really was the jumping off point for me in my spiritual exploration um, because I got exposed to all different religions. We had Baptist, we had Pentecostal. I never had never heard of a Kojic before I was in the UL Gospel Choir, That was very interesting. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like learning about these different denominations and things. And it kind of kickstarted my exploration of spirituality because up until that point, all I knew was Catholicism.
0: So yeah. it was good. Okay, I know y'all didn't have robes, but did y'all have like coordinated hand claps? Like, what were we doing? Do We had some choreography. We had a, little, yeah. a little bit of choreography. <laughs>
1: we did. We did. We, um, did. we had a little bit of choreography <laughs> here and there. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we went hard. Like we went hard. Okay. I had a solo.
0: <laughs> okay, so see, I knew it was gonna get something. I had Come a on. Solo. What, what what was the song? The song was
1: um mm, what was the song, girl? I want to say it was uh, The Storm Is Over Now. No, they don't Ooh. know my story. They don't know my story. All the things that I've been through. Yes. I And I shared the mm-hmm. solo with this dude named Jason. I don't know where Jason at now, but he tried to play me. Because I had never did a solo before. Uh Uh Uh-oh, Jason. Listen, let me tell you, he tried to play me. I I had never done a solo before, and I could hold a note, because I've been in the choir my entire life, you know? And if I'm in the shower, bitch, I'm Grammy winning, okay? But- Listen. (laughs) But actually, like, singing in front of people, it makes me extremely nervous, like- I'm talking like mm-hmm. legs shaking, feeling like you know lightheaded. Like I get a lots of anxiety about singing in mm-hmm. front of. People and so it was my first ever solo, and I was, you know, mm-hmm. putting myself out there. And so I wasn't as seasoned as he was, and he tried to show me up. You know what I'm saying? He tried. He tried to show me uh, up. See,
2: this sound like a movie, right here. Yeah, this sound like a movie. My life
1: mm-hmm. is like a movie. we don't like this. What he Jason. do? What he
2: do when y'all got out there? What he well, he, tried he was to do just the singing all yeah.
1: extra hard. Like you don't need to be singing that hard, sir.
2: <laughs> extra vibrato. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. He extra, did an extra, extra run. Extra, extra run. Yeah, like you know, extra <laughs> bottom lip. Why why you doing all
1: of that? I don't, like, why you got to go that hard? I don't, I don't understand why you got to go that hard. And you know, I'm over here voice shaking and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like he was intentionally trying to make me look bad. But you know, oh, I yeah. don't
2: like us. And he was trying to let you know that this is his solo. I think that's really what, what it was. His, that's really know, what it was. You know, was. Adam Solo with me. This is my, this is who he I said, I. He said
0: I wanted verses one, two, and three. Okay, <laughs> I didn't want to share not Nan verse listen. with Latrice. Okay? You know so I, I, I take everything it. Listen, but I think
1: it also kind of speaks to community because I was like lightweight forced into doing that solo. Like, you know, the the choir director was like, you should sing this solo. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. You know, and then my friends was just like, you can sing this solo. Because we used to sit in the courtyard over at at the dorms and we used to just sing all kinds of stuff. Like we we were some singing ass people, you know? But it was different because it was like, we was chilling and we was having fun. And so I'm not like singing for real. I'm just, you know, singing with y'all. And so they really encouraged me to do that solo and to, like, have that moment. And it just, I think, really speaks to the community of it all. Um, and because and that's really how mm. we supported each other in all things. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Yes. I'm glad
2: they pushed you to do it. Yeah. Forget him. You still get, did good. I wasn't even there, But I know you did I, good. So. I
0: felt it. I feel it in my right? spirit. Yes.
2: He just wanted to do his lip quiver and be seen. Nice. Right. I don't even
0: think he graduated. So, you know,
1: God him not like
2: ugly. See? He was too busy singing, not doing other stuff. Well, mm-hmm. I, I wow. Would, uh, what would Pam mm-hmm. said,
1: singing in the background.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Pam and,
2: and Gina. Oh.
1: Okay.
0: Party on. At the-
2: So we talk about party on at this PWI. So what music did you get exposed to, or predominantly white artists that you may have gotten exposed to that you did not know about until you went to a PWI? Ooh.
1: That is very so it's interesting because um I've been at PWIs my well, not my whole my whole life. Um my my under my elementary and stuff was black. But I went to a white high school. Um, there was a handful of Black folks at my high school. I, went, I graduated from Archbishop Blank High School in uh, Gretna, Louisiana. And um, so I got exposed to a lot of, you know, white music then. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't much because <coughs> one thing that I know and understand having been around white people my entire life is that, um, they like the same songs from birth until like adulthood. Like they, they don't be letting them songs go. Um, I think one of the songs that I was most (laughs) surprised (laughs) by is, um, they really enjoyed I Be Stroking. I be stroking. That's what I be too with. Uh, I be stroking to the east and what? stroking to, I did the not west.
0: To, get to the west. I'm talking <laughs> oh, about and move to the east. that one and no 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 you
1: talking about oh, I'm no. talking about I be stroking that, I'm on the wrong you know top. that song I be stroking. Oh no that's what I be doing. Huh. I be stroking. Hey, that's what I be doing. It's hey, the way
2: I did not expect that oh, at all. Okay.
1: And stroke it to the West and I stroke it to the one that I love best. Hey, I be I stroking. I love best. Yeah. Oh, best one. <laughs> I be stroking. Miss Day enjoys. I be stroking. Oh. Okay. Um, it's it's <laughs> that's so weird to me. Like that is extremely weird. That's um, very weird. But one of my favorite yeah. white people yeah. songs. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna lie. If this song came on right now, I would go up. I'm not
0: even gonna lie. <laughs> Um Okay. We we might have to make that happen.
1: Cotton Eye Joe. Go ahead. you know that song? I've been mad oh, long Jesus. time ago. Where did you
0: come from? Where
1: did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Oh no. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I cannot stand that song. Oh, listen. <laughs> I'm talking about
2: Adele.
0: hates that song. I hate what? that song with
2: passion. It goes hard. What is he even saying? But let me tell you, though. I think for me,
1: being in that space, I remember the first time I heard that song, I was in high school, at a high school dance. And that song came on. And them white girls lost their mind. I'm talking about. They go crazy. They go crazy. They do.
2: Crazy. And I was like. What Mel was saying, "kitty litter for white women," that that's Cotton Nigel. Yes, yes.
1: I was like, yes. "What is what is happening right now? Like, what's going on?" And then when I got to UL, we used to have this big event every year called Lanyab Day. So Lanyab Day was everybody's favorite day of the year. I'm talking about Black Right purple, green, blue, orange. It did not matter. Lanyard Day was your favorite day of the year because it was essentially field day for the whole university. And oh, so it they would... Fun. girl It's a big-ass crawfish boil. So they would boil Ooh. thousands of pounds of crawfish and they would set it out. We, it would be at the, at the auditorium. Ooh. And I'm talking about crawfish with pota- all the fixings, potatoes. Uh, uh, sausage, corn, all the fixings, all free. Um, at Lanyab Day, but you have to be a student in order to attend. You have to show your student ID in order to attend. And then they would have um, like the sororities, They had like a little step competition and the white people would be stepping, the black people would be stepping. Yes. Um, and then it was like games all day. They had all types of games set up, like the big sumo games and jumping. And, and I mean, it was just a big ass field day. And we all would get a chance to go out there and play. Let me tell you, you play Cotton Eye Joe. On field day, it's a good time. <laughs> I'm talking about it's a good time. Like, nobody is sitting in there seat. Really. Like, it's a good time. We we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. That so
2: that's like my, that's one of Listen, my things And favorites. shout out to whoever. And shout out to whoever made all that crawfish. Like, that's a lot. Like, for the whole campus. For the entire, I'm talking about thousands
1: of pounds of crawfish. And it was never Ooh. ending. Like, they never... Ran out wow. of crawfish and everybody went to Land Day. Everybody went to Land Day.
2: So, that's yeah. That's dope. That's awesome. It's how they did a lot of things on your campus to kind of like really make sure people were doing stuff like collectively. Like, it's how they really went the extra step to make sure like there was nothing short of like activities. Like, there was stuff to do mm-hmm. and parties, Land Yap Day. That's, that's super cool. I'd have been in present every year. Like, that's it awesome. It
1: was. And the, we had like, the students got along, the white students got along with the black students, the, you know, like everybody got along. We all enjoyed UL together. That's one of the things that I say, like, you know, now I live in South Florida, um, mm-hmm. which I love, um, but it is it is different. It has a lot of culture, but I come from a place with culture. The thing about New Orleans and, and Louisiana in a lot of ways is that there's a, a wealth of culture, but it is a, a single culture, you know, like it is a shared culture. Mm-hmm. Culture. Mm-hmm. We all go to Mardi Gras. Every, every little town have their own version of Mardi Gras, you know. Um, it's not exactly how it is in New Orleans, but it's it's Mardi Gras. It's it's basically Mardi Gras. Everybody does crawfish, everybody does gumbo, everybody does jambalaya, everybody does dirty rice. Like there, it's it's a lot of culture, but it's homogenous in a lot of ways. Whereas here in South Florida, you have pockets of culture. So you got the Haitians, the Colombians, you got the Cubans, you got the Jamaicans. Like, so it's still a way to get involved in those cultures. But I think they did a really good job of keeping us entertained. They did a really good job of, of bringing in diverse talent. The stu- student services department, I think, Did a really good job of catering to the black students to make sure that we didn't feel othered um, and that we had events and things that were set up specifically for us. Um, And you know, I I enjoyed my collegiate experience from start to finish. I I would not have changed anything.
0: There's no place like home. There's no place like home.
2: There's no place.
0: We always ask our guests if there was ever a moment where you did want to click your heels three times and go home. Like, I don't know if I can do this. Did you ever have that moment?
1: I didn't. I did not. Wow. I did not. Well, I mean, I, there was one moment when I got chased by a squirrel.
0: But that oh, was God. it. Okay. Let's go. Let's I'm go. Try no, it. let's a <laughs> second. Not a squirrel. Let me tell you. Why were
2: you, first of all? So, listen,
1: this is the heart of Cajun country. So I just need y'all to understand it's country, country. Raging Cajuns. Raging Cajuns. We ain't the Raging Cajuns for nothing. Okay. Outside of the student union, we have the porch and there is a literal swamp in the middle of campus. I'm talking about swamp in the middle of Mm. campus. And so we, so we used to sit out there like it was, you know, that was, it was the courtyard. It was, you know, it was the, it was the, uh, the union and we used to sit out there all the time. And there were a lot of squirrels because it was a lot of trees, cypress trees and a lot of mossy areas. Like we in nature, you know, we in nature. And so the squirrels were, Ridiculous, like those squirrels weren't afraid of anything. A squirrel, like if you're sitting outside eating your food, a squirrel will really walk up and take your food from you off your table. And it's like, Squirrel, what are you doing? But you're not supposed to feed the squirrels, but you know, people be feeding the squirrels or whatever. But they had people alligators and everything. So yeah, one people. time, the squirrel, I was walking to class and and you know, <laughs> I was eating my food. <laughs> and the on, 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 on.
0: Wait, we will. No trees, we no not no, no, that no. It's how
2: you just like breezed over alligators. <laughs> like me, right. and, me and Anna both got girls. What are you talking we, about? We see squirrels. You was just like, yeah, you know, the squirrels and, you know, be alligators. Mm-hmm. But this one squirrel, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. There were alligators. I
1: need was, more was information. Just there was was alligators just hang out on your campus. The alligators lived in the swamp. Yes. We had, it was a family of alligators. Mm-hmm. That lived in the snow for me. Yeah. And um, but you know, we not the family. It was. It was it was a little family of alligators that lived in the in the swamp. Um, but you know, the swamp you know, they had walls and shit built up. So mm-hmm. it's not like you just you know, I mean people did fall in the swamp sometimes, but the alligators was domesticated. They was domesticated. They wasn't no we never in the four years so that I was there. <laughs>
0: I'm so confused. This city kid right here, this city kid right here,
2: is incredibly concerned. It's the domesticated (laughs) alligators for me. (laughs) She was like, yeah, they had walls, but they was domesticated. People did fall in. Huh? Hold on. (laughs) I can't get to the squirrel. I'm scared of the alligators. (laughs)
1: We were cool with the alligators, okay? Like, they, they didn't really fuck with us. No. Y'all don't fuck with us. We ain't going to fuck with y'all. But they fed, the alligators were very well fed. You know what I'm saying? So it was not like the, in the, the four, I was in I school so. for four years and then I stayed in Lafayette another two years. Never, not once was there an incident with any of those alligators. Never, not one time. Um, the squirrels will get you before the alligators will, girl.
2: <laughs> okay. Don't do me. So you was eating don't and the squirrel me. came in and grabbed your food. The, he was
1: trying to grab a little squirrel. started running behind me and I was like, "Go ahead, little squirrel, because I will kick your ass. Stop playing with me." Um, but you know, yeah, chase <laughs> me on the cool. Um, but yeah, it 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 worked out. But that, other than that, I really did not have a moment that I was just like, "I don't want to be here." I thoroughly enjoyed my time at UL Lafayette. I could not have asked for a better experience. It was more than I ever could have imagined that it would have been. And so that's why I like when people have these conversations about going to HBCU and you have to have the HBCU experience, it's like, I get that. And I think that for some people, the HBCU experience is necessary, you know, but I grew up in a black church. I grew up around black people. I didn't feel like I was missing out on the black experience by being at UL. We had a mm-hmm. very, very black experience at UL. Um, and you know, I, I'm I'm very glad that I had that opportunity to just have that experience in my life because it really has shaped who I am, you know.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, definitely and I appreciate you even saying that because you're able to kind of have a little bit of both worlds you know within this space it sounds like you know you still got to hang out with white white people and black people you braiding hair you got alligators on it's like you had a few few nature experiences it it was a lot but I do think it's worth noting like you know you're able to find your community and then some you know it sounds like in your experience you know in your school so that's super dope
0: um i have a question how did you know how did you know
2: our final segment is about that like when you looked around was there ever that one like aha moment where you're like yo i could do this i love this i really like going here like how did you know that you were in the space that you wanted to be?
1: Um, I'll be honest at freshman orientation. Um, I, I knew from freshman orientation, um, we, so we had freshman orientation was about a month before school started. So all of the freshmen came up for a weekend and it was just freshmen. We stayed in the dorms and stuff. Um, and, for those 3 days at freshman orientation you choose your classes you you know walk take tours of the campus so you know where all your classes are going to be etc cetera, etc cetera. and so when i got to freshman orientation i connected with a group of about 5 people who were also freshmen who were from all over the state of louisiana it was very very interesting um and we just Instantly connected with each other, um, and we said, "When we come back, when school start in a month, we gonna meet up at this on, you know, in this spot on this day, and we gonna we gonna rock together." Um, and that's what we did. Now we didn't all survive, you know, that semester, uh, but from that moment, like just feeling like. It was really the first time that I felt like I could really be myself. Um, In high school, I wasn't Mm -hmm. like, I just kind of stayed to myself in high school because, you know, I was a good girl. They was doing shit that I wasn't really into. And y'all both know me personally. I have very low tolerance for foolishness. And what you're not going to do is keep Mm -hmm. fucking playing with me. Um, And so it was a lot of that in high school. I went to an all-girl high school school and um it was very cliquish you know and and all of that and i i yeah. always was on the outside of that i had friends but not in my grade necessarily and so um it was the first time that i really felt like i could be myself like it was a it was a clean slate it was a fresh slate to to start anew and like really start to explore and discover who i am on my own, by myself. And so just to have that natural connection with those people, I think I I knew, right? And then also finding psychology, um, you know, and just all of those things put together, it just really, it felt like home. And not for nothing, but the campus is beautiful. Um, The the campus is gorgeous. And they've made some renovations and things since then, but the the campus is absolutely amazing. So... It was like all of those things put together, I knew at freshman orientation that I had made the right decision. So I'm very, I'm, I, I love you, Al. I love that for you. Yeah. 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 It really helped me to, yeah, like yeah. my friends that I That's made so. during that time, we always say like mm-hmm. we grew up together, you know, like because we grew mm-hmm. into adulthood yeah. together, we all was navigating it, figuring it out together, you know, um, and they, they set the stage for us to be able to do that. So I have nothing but positive memories. Absolutely.
2: Mm.
0: Yay. Love that. Thank you, Latrice, for joining yes. us today thank on the you. head nod. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you. And I'm on the I'm on the lookout for them alligators, the Listen, domesticated ones. The
2: domesticated ones. They in class with them. They sit and Okay, and lesson. Let me tell you. <laughs> I love it.
1: But if you ever get a chance to eat Raisin some alligator, can- go on and do that too, because it's tasty
2: yeah I've had some it's good it's still good mm-hmm. recommend yeah, it yeah, definitely that's <laughs> yes. right. the trees. thank
1: you bye
0: for tuning in to the head not podcast don't forget to subscribe and follow us on the cube app and at dcp official across social family follow my sis adele at i am
2: adele coleman across all socials and follow the coolest to ever do it anna Deshawn at anna Deshawn on all socials
0: listen wherever you get your podcast and if you really dig it leave a rating and a review Keep nodding your heads with us. Until next time, this is the head (laughs) nod.